Today on The Breakdown, we have such a treat for you. It's like Rice Krispies, baby. (laughs) Magnus Carlson, back again on The Breakdown, second time around. The better time? The more interesting time? I'm going to say maybe. The last day was pretty interesting. But we're back with World Chess all-timer, GOAT, Magnus Carlson, playing in this $1,100 or so buy-in tournament in Europe somewhere. No one knows anything. Where, where was it? Norway? That's Europe somewhere. Grant, Grant, does, oh, Grant finally speaks up one time in his life, and it's to correct me about something that I got, got right. Is, is Norway not in Europe, Grant? Yeah, obviously, Grant's not saying anything because he'll be humiliated. Anyway, <laughs> so these guys are going to play a hand, him and some other dude from Northern Europe as well. And I will say this. Unlike the last hand we did with Magnus, which was all about Magnus, we thought being maybe a little too spewy at times, but really picking a great time to bluff, and we thought reading the situation very well. He's almost in the opposite spot now, where the other guy is taking shots at him, and he's going to have to decide, like, can he call down, ultimately, with a good but not great hand? So, I don't know, man. Is there anything more to say except, Rook to Queen 7, baby! Checkmate! On the breakdown! With Jonathan Levy. And Grant Edison. And Jonathan Levy. Hey. First time no I'm confused. What? Were you trying to troll me by using your name twice? Or were you trying to say there's two versions of Jonathan Levy? Oh. It was, I was trying to troll you first by not saying your name. But then I thought... It's not fair to not say your name because you're such a big part of the show. So then I said your name, but then I thought I would troll you by saying my name again. And also troll everyone and just be weird. Do my normal weird stuff. It wasn't even about you by the end. I think, I think we, just, uh, we just succinctly defined your life philosophy. Troll everyone and just be weird. <laughs> That's about right, especially on this show. Yeah. This show is definitely troll everyone and be weird. Um, speaking of trolling people... I got a lot of beef with a lot of people in Discord. Oh, yeah? You got some beef? They all suck. Le no, got You got a, some Shia LaBeouf? No, I don't really have anything. I just wanted to say that because we said I troll. and I'm. Oh, beefy. but you, but I'm you a lied. Beefy boy. Um, You're a beefy boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said that. Um, I did lie. I don't have any beef with really anyone in Discord. Those people are very nice, and they're a lot of fun things. We've been in an interesting conversation recently about the end of Ozark, which we've been sort of tap dancing around a little bit because we don't want to spoil it for everyone else, but still there's like four of us having a little conversation about, you know, how it yeah, ended. I have no idea think. what happens. Um, you know, so it's been, that's been fun. I've enjoyed that. Of course, all the other things that are always happening on our Discord channel are yeah. at least somewhat All of this to say, you should check out our Discord. Yeah. It's fun. There's a link in the description. Hey, it's Magnus Carlson again. He's, we know more about him than we did last time. He's known for chess. He, <laughs> that, that's already one thing that we did not know when yeah. we did the last Magnus Carlson hand, for sure. Um, Yep, and I will say that when I was saying before, like, look how unimpressive his record is in poker. Like, uh, oh, my God, it's, he finished 9,000th, and they were reporting oh, yeah, that. that. Turns was out that was a... Fantasy uh, soccer. Which apparently was an elite number to be, like in the top 10,000 was elite. So everything I said was completely wrong. That's just a good default place to be coming from if you're listening to yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen to Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, or listen, but just... Do the opposite, understand that the opposite is probably better. In other Magnus Carlson news. Oh, please. This is not news, really. Oh. But he's married? Might be. He might be. Sorry, man. Um, between. Whoa. You're sorry to Magnus? That's a hard. No, a harsh... I'm sorry to you, Jonathan. Oh. Why? 
Because I thought you wanted to marry Mary Magnus. Oh, I see. I didn't even get the joke. Now I am imagining a really like emotional documentary series <laughs> about you trying to get married to Magnus Carlson <laughs> without him ever having met you. And it's going to be called Marrying Magnus. And it's oh. going to be just like this, this <laughs> brutal portrait of loneliness yeah. about you watching <laughs> him on TV, just like yearning. And it's not, it's not like anything sexual. It's just that... Oh. You it's just, like a platonic love, an ideal love. You you just want to be with the greatest chess player of all time yeah. at all times. And you, right. you need him near you. And it's your journey from Portland, Oregon to Oslo, Norway. And you finally see him in a coffee shop. He has no idea that you're coming. And it's and the whole the audience is what gonna a feel like moment. The, the audience is gonna be like, oh man, this is not gonna go well. This is not gonna go and? well. Well, that's episode seven of eight, and then we end it. And so I'm not going to spoil episode yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, just like just like with the Ozark getting, we're not yeah. talking about that right. until everyone gets a chance to... But Marrying Magnus is a great name. That is a great name. And it's weird because a lot of it sounded like we're just going to document a stalker until he kills Magnus Carlsen, you know? it's. Um, I mean, there's, there's a thin line with these romantic concepts that are shown on television and movies. I mean, none of them are what you just described, though. Some person who's never met some rich, famous person and is obsessed with them... Will f- do everything they can to be with them. I mean, that's just. I mean, have you heard of Celtic Pride? <laughs> Actually, I have. Damon so, Wayans, yeah. Daniel Stern. Isn't that pretty much the description of that movie? Um, not at all. Well, not in the least. In that's... fact, they kidnap a Utah Jazz player because they're playing the Celtics in the finals, and he's the best player. It's like kidnapping Michael Jordan before the Bulls play Game Seven. Yeah, they it's really they would the do opposite. anything they could to be with him so he couldn't be elsewhere. That is a really loose. They resorted to violence loose and definition. kidnapping. But this is what happens with stalking, right? It can get ugly fast. I would hope that the Mag- Marion Magnus, marrying Magnus, I should say, is um, it's just heartwarming and ultimately something the whole family can enjoy and doesn't ever get dark. It's never going to get dark. And the way we know it wouldn't get dark is if Magnus just you know, accepts the love that there will he be, deserves. There will be moments of tension for the audience, but okay. as the producers of the show know, it doesn't get dark. And it'll go over the kids' heads, like little kids' heads. They yeah. won't get that. Just like in you know, some of the, like the movie Up, where kids are enjoying it, but adults are enjoying it for slightly different reasons. All the hardcore sex stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the sex stuff. <laughs> and up. Why yeah. do you think it's called up, Grant? Oh, man. Hello. Because it goes up. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. One man in his journey with Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the actual piece of Magnus thing that I saw, this is not oh, even yeah. news. It's not news, but oh, right. I was, we're, we're doing it I was scrolling through the Poker Guy's Twitter feed, which, you know, is all poker-related stuff, and now Magnus mm-hmm. Carlson is part of that. And... Um, and there was a retweet from Liv Burie, I think it was, hmm. of so, some no-name Twitter account uh, did like a Twitter, a Twitter question for everybody in the Twitter world, which was like, what is your best chess-related pickup line? And Magnus Carlson commented on it, and his was, I'm Magnus Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is very good. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. That is Magnus News. I think that's Magnus News. That's Magnus News. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go over his whole chess resume. We've already done that. Grant. Yeah, he's got a good elo, bro. Yeah, he was. The, he's the best of all time. Let's just move on. Although okay. he has said that Kasparov is the best of all time, but he probably yeah, has to say that, exactly. Right? Otherwise, you look like a dick. Right? Yeah, but he's saying it because Kasparov was sustained. It was like twenty years of of mm-hmm. being the best, and Magnus has been the best for like seven or eight years so, now. So what he's saying is, I will be the best yeah. of all time, but I'm not yet. Yeah, which I think is actually, what he... you know, that's cool. And you know, he may even think that because like. I wonder if being mm. humble like that a little bit like forces him to like keep you know keep the fire yeah. raging. If you already think you're the best of all time, maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know what what drives Magnus Carlson except picking up chicks with just by name dropping himself. Yeah, 
That's cool to name drop yourself, by the way. I'd like to try that. Try it. That would work. I mean, you and I are, are going to go to happy hour later to watch a basketball That's true. game. We are. If we see any potential people that you Mates, would like to, yeah. to mate with <laughs> in the wild, <laughs> yes. you could just go up and be like, hey, I'm Jonathan Levy. I would like to try that now. Yeah. I, I wonder, I just wonder what would happen because yeah. that's an interesting, and not to do it like, not to put my hand out and say, like, I'm Jonathan Levy. No, like, no. Hello, nice to meet you. No, like, drop like, it. Like, like you, should, you should recognize exactly. that I am Jonathan Levy. Like, I'm going to say it like I'm President Obama, but I'll say Jonathan Levy. Instead. Right. Like, like, it's weird if they don't know what exactly. you mean by that. I'm Jonathan Levy. Like, yeah. oh, you may not have recognized me, but actually now you'll, no, I'm, obviously. Now you know I'm Jonathan Levy. And it, yeah. I like that. I, I think like you to have to wear that. some sort of flourish clothing to make it huh. more like wear a fedora or something. No, I will never wear. First of all, I don't own a fedora. Yeah, right. Okay. I wouldn't wear any of them out, though. <laughs> They're just for my own personal benefit, mine and Magnus' yeah. personal enjoyment. <laughs> well, one day will be his enjoyment as well. Mary and Magnus. Yeah, marrying Magnus. It's, good. it's a good show. Hey, so Magnus Carlson. Yeah, yeah. We're on day two now. Of this event. We did okay. day, day one last time, but we think it was like a four or five day event, yeah, so I think we're pretty far from the money here. Okay. This hand was suggested by Misoverfitting. No. M-I-S-O-V-E-R-F-I-T-T-I-N-G. That's a hell of a name. What are you going to say? It's probably Miso, not Miso. Misoverfitting? Okay. Probably Miso. Yeah, but, so. but what's the rest? Verfitting. Verfitting, like a German thing. So it's Japanese and German. Yeah. It's the World War II bad guys. Wow. From a certain point of view. Yeah, that's, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from a certain point of view. Yeah. And uh, Chalks 33, like chalk, like a chalkboard. What so, about 33, like Larry Bird? The no, there's 33 Bird. different colors of chalk. Are there really? There's only because of the nature of the... Yeah, you can only chocolate. do 33. Chocolate, I called it. Yeah. Oh, you ever think about that chalk, chocolate? Could there be a connection? I, you know what? I was just thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> What if there was, though? What if there's a little chalk and chocolate? Interesting. What if there's a little chocolate and chalk, in fact? That's what makes it so... Follow me with this. Okay. Chalky. That's what gives it the chalky nature. <laughs> right? Using purely semantic logic, sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's going to work out. Semantic logic. Right? Some... Platonic love from Plato one time, maybe? Grant? Yes. There is a connection. One time. One time. It's an Aristotelian point that I make. I feel <laughs> yeah, good about it. Mark Destart did not like that bit, apparently. Uh, Somebody, and maybe it was, I think it was Mark, but I'm not sure anymore. Someone wrote a really great thing on our Discord about what platonic really meant and platonic yeah. love specifically. And it was like an incredible paragraph. I, I really kind of loved I it. I think it was Honorbound84. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Anyway, really quickly, they explained that platonic love isn't even necessarily non-sexual. It's an ideal love that is unfettered by like the physical realm. So, right. it, so it ultimately ends up being non-sexual, but it's not like it's not that I wouldn't have sexual feelings for you. It's just so full and so complete that that's not I don't I'm past that. It's love within the realm of the true nature of beauty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's basically like you would want to eat the person. You'd you'd eat the person. You would eat them alive. <laughs> like Saturn devouring his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A platonic love. Yeah. That that Magnus, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to the hand. Okay. Um, so Magnus is going to be playing against another Norwegian guy, and I think that Phil Helmuth would call this guy uh -oh. a blank from Northern Blank. A blank from Northern Blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, a blank from Northern Europe, probably. Yeah. And a 
idiot from Northern Blank. Yeah. Yeah. Falmouth would call him that, right? Yeah. And when you say that because the guy's spewing. You'll, well, you you'll see why. Reasons? You'll see why. Okay. Is what I'm going to okay. go with. Cool. All right. So it's 3K, 6K blinds. So far, so good, Grant. Dreamy Magnus on the button has 442K in front of him. He's got five, six of clubs. He's going to open to 14K. Yep. His opponent is named Siostrom, of cool. course, with a J. That's awesome. SJ, always a lovely combo of, of letters. 760K in the big blind is going to call with 10 of spades, 8 of hearts. Okay. So far, so good. Yeah. Pots, 37,000. The flop is Ace of Diamonds, 5 of hearts, 6 of spades. Magnus makes bottom two. Nice. Siostrom has nothing. He's yeah. got a backdoor straight draw. Right. Siostrom checks. Magnus bets. Of course. 9K. Pretty small. 9 into 37. What do you think about this bet size? I think it's fine. Um, it's it's not a particularly wet board. I know the five and the six are connected, but there aren't that many draws at all. It's an ace high board also. So this is like Magnus's board ultimately, right? Yeah. So like he's supposed to bet small here. I think it's fine. What do you think? I think it's fine too. I think you could bet a little bigger just hoping the guy has an ace. Um, right. Because that's mostly what you're going to get called by anyway when you have the bottom two covered. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's a few straight draws, but not too many. Right? I actually like a bigger bet. Now, the more I think about it, because, because you're trying to get an ace to call, you will, you will get called by an ace, of course. Um, but you also will get called by the open enders still. Yeah, you will. So you're not you're not creating more equity denial by by betting more, but you are getting more value. It's I think it's just a balanced thing though. Now Magnus, I don't know that Magnus is thinking about all this stuff yet because when right. we did the last hand, there was he's, stuff. He's we, relatively new to poker. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like, if you're doing this right, you got to think of like, what am I? This is a board I'm betting king queen on too, right? Yeah. And so what do I what would I want to bet with king queen? Probably want to bet similar a lot of the time anyway with five six. Not always, of course. We can have some more polarizing bets too, but mostly we're gonna be betting pretty small. This is a pretty significant down bet though. Nine into thirty seven. It is a pretty significant down bet, but you're gonna get a, a lot of insta folds nine into thirty seven, right? Like you would so think many so including this hand. Except wait. Siostrom does not raise. He calls. It's very weird. Ten eight off. Yeah. Ace five six is is does he just want to beat Magnus Carlson in a pot? Is there a little element of that maybe? Like what's going on? Um I it's weird to not even have a gutter here. If you even had a gutter, I'm like, okay, sure. It's cheap. You can call because it's so cheap. It's Obviously. one and a half blinds. Obviously, like, fine. calling with the gutter is fine. Yeah. Um, but he's got overs to second and third pair and running. Gut shot or running straight. No, I guess a seven could come to turn him open ended. But like, this is this feels very odd. Yeah, I don't know what this is about. Now, Seostrom has has a really big stack, so maybe he's been bullying the table like crazy. I and guess so. He's like, I'm just run over everyone, man. Of course, if you run over everyone, like a check raise might. You could rep ace five or ace six here yourself and just raise right now. I mean, in the end, if Magnus. I mean, Magnus is going to bet this board a lot, right? So if he doesn't have an ace, he's going to fold, and if he does, he's going to call ace or better, of course. Yeah. So it's weird to check call out of position. It's a weird board to decide to make a move on yeah. anyway. Like, this is Magnus's board. Maybe less so than normal when he's the opener because he is on the button, so the range is a little wider. Yeah. But still, feels like a weird board to try to, like, make a fancy move on. Mostly not in love with these, like, out of position floats anyway. Like, I want to float in position much more often than I At least position. have, like, not 10-8 off, but 10-8 of hearts or spades or something so you have a backdoor... Dr- uh, flush draw with it. The only thing I can say is, so we have one other hand of data on Mr. Carlson, and he went bet, 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 right? Yeah. Or bet, bet, raise, actually. Yeah. Bet, bet, but he bet, flop, bet, turn, and both times we were like, eh, we don't know if we love this, man. Um, maybe he's been very, very aggressive in betting flops and turns, like, 
constantly. But that was a different situation. Like it's hard to know what Magnus. I agree. Is, has in any of these cases, but like in that case, Magnus had a hand that was like this is a pretty good hand in most people's eyes. Not on the turn when they were not on the turn, phase. but on the flop when you bet aces yeah. into three opponents. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I understand <laughs> that. I'm just saying, like, but if you're so 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 Seostrom, Seostrom, thank you. Um, maybe he's sitting there thinking like Magnus just bets like. Continues all the time and then continues to continue all the time. So I want to punish him. Still, you think you could come up with a hand that has equity to punish him. Like punish him next time. Or how about have a pair and just don't fold on the turn when he bets again. Yeah. Just call and then figure out the river when it's time. But that's not what happens. And that's what makes it a breakdown hand. Well, it's one of the things, Grant. Come on. I mean, it's going to get a little saucy. It's going to get a little hairy, Grant. A little hairy. A little hairy. Like, like the soap in the bathroom. A little hairy. It's a little hairy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Seostrom calls because I don't know. Cause, like cause like he's... in Harry and the Hendersons when they shrunk him down. I would love it if Seostrom would make this play against Phil Helmuth and end up winning. I would. That, that's what I want to see happen. You know, it's possible that it would. This entire thing would have worked right against Phil Helmuth. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Seostrom calls. Yeah. The pot is fifty-five thousand now. The turn is the Jack of Hearts. Okay. This does not help Seostrom. None of his backdoors are live anymore. He is drawing to just a pair. He's drawing dead against Magnus. Correct. He checks. Okay, so his, his plan was not to lead. Do you think leading would have been a fine plan based on clearly having a plan to take an aggressive action at some time? I think if we were going to take an aggressive action, um, leading would have been weird as opposed to just check raising. Yeah. Unless a particular card came off. Maybe if, maybe if the right kind of card came off, we could have led the turn, right? Um, like a five or six pairing, especially. Yeah. It's the most obvious stuff. Uh, the jack feels very strange to suddenly lead on. I don't know why we'd be doing that. If we feel, uh, Also, if the plan, and I'm making this whole thing up, but if we feel like Magnus C-bets and then continues on the turn it's like with way too high a frequency, betting now wouldn't really make any sense either, right? Yeah. If we're going to attack that, if that's what we're doing, which I guess. Anyway. We're attacking something. I hope so. Well, we're checking. Yeah, we're, we got nothing going on in this hand, by the way, at all. As Magnus, it feels pretty obvious to keep betting. Just yeah. try to get, hope, hope he has an ace and hope he keeps calling, right? Mm-hmm. Magnus bets 22 and 55. What do you think about the sizing? Uh, it feels small, for sure. Um, I understand what Magnus is doing, right? He's trying to keep all the weak aces in, mm-hmm. right? And that's why he's betting 22 into 55. He thinks if he bets too much, he's going to blow away way too much of the calling range that he wants action from. Yeah. And the range that he's up against is either straight draws or aces most of the time because he blocks the fives and the sixes, right? Yeah. So that's what he's doing. That said, I'd like him to bet more anyway. I'd still like him to bet like 33 into 55. I feel like 22. most aces are going to call that anyway, especially the button big blind dynamic. Also, if Magnus, and we're making this up, but if Magnus is betting continuing flop and turn a lot, yeah. even more so, top pair is right. going to call. Like, let's charge him for it, man. Let's char- also, because there are draws out there too. We don't want to make it too easy on the draws. Yep. Yep. Anyway, he does bet 22K. Okay. Here's where the, the trap is sprung, if you will. Okay. Tell me if you can find any logic behind this play. Sure. Seostrom raises to 52K. Yeah. I got does, does his hand have value in that it blocks things that he wants to block? Like, nope. He, <laughs> why is he doing this? It has nothing to do with his two cards. Okay. Right? Because if any, he's blocking straight draws. Both his, both his cards, the 10 and the 8, block straight draws. Yep. So that Magnus might have continued the turn with. So it can't be that. Um, I think 
if he's deciding to go after Maddie's now, he decided on the flop. He was already going to take some line like this at least some of the time. I wonder if he was waiting to see what Magnus, how Magnus sized the turn. And maybe Magnus is not always going small. And so he thinks, like, big hand, Magnus is often betting bigger, smaller. And a lot of players do this, right, on the turn. Oh, more amateurs, of course, are going to bet smaller on the turn. And maybe so he thought, this is a size I can actually win a lot on here. Even if Magnus has an okay hand, he's going to fold a lot to a raise. And in fact, let's say you have ace-queen here and you bet and then get raised on the turn. Like, you're going to consider folding, right, against a lot of players. I guess against a lot of players. Not against everyone, obviously, but against a lot. Like, against a straightforward player? Yeah. It's an easy bet fold. Well, obviously, Seostrom is not yeah. a straightforward player. Clearly. Well, that was a very generous way to analyze yeah. the race. You asked me for yeah. what the logical reasons were. I gave you my best yeah. shot. Here's the uh, actual thing that you would have said if I asked you what you thought of the race. Yeah. And it wasn't giving him a lot of credit. It's sure. that he's clicking buttons. It's random, and he's decided that he wants to bluff this hand. Sure feels like it. Yeah. Like... What are we doing here? I mean, we block Jack 10 with the 10. Who cares? Yeah. Like, we don't have any of the right blockers at all. This just feels like, I just don't know why we're doing, why we're choosing to do this right now in this spot. It's 2010 poker. It's, I'm randomly aggressive at all times. It's okay to target Magnus if you feel like he's opening too much and he's being too aggressive post-flop. But we can call and see a flop not have any of the right blockers or anything going or any equity and just fold and wait for the next time. He's going to keep raising the button if he's this guy that we think he is. And if he isn't, then he isn't anyway, and he's more tight, and who cares, right? All right. So if he's loose, we'll have more opportunities. All right, so whatever the logic behind it is, now we have to say, what is Yostam repping? Um, best hand he's... Well, I guess he could once in a while have flop to set. Yep. Mostly it feels like he's repping two pair. Like jacks up? Jacks up ace, and aces up. Yeah. Like, he can have ace-jack. He can. He can, but he's going to three-bet that sometimes with a button big blind dynamic. He can have ace-five, ace-six, and be and wait, and then raise the turn. Yeah. And when Magnus bets 22, he can be like, eh, ace-six is good. Yeah. And I would think it was good, too. I, I don't know if I would raise it or not, but it's very reasonable to raise ace-six on, with this action. Right? Yeah. If Magnus made it 45K, I'd be more interested in calling ace-six than raising ace-six. Yes. Especially on a non-draw board. Like, there's no flush draw, even. On this board, right? No. No, there's two hearts now, but whatever. Backdoor draw. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we're just going to call A6, and if the board doesn't pair, call again on the river, almost always. It right? feels like it's jack five or jack six suited is like the most logical thing to yeah. think it would be. I agree. There aren't very many of those, but there's a few. Maybe right? he plays unsuited versions of those pre-flop. Who knows? Wow. That would be loose, but maybe. He, I mean, he's Seostrom, man. He's Seostrom. He called the flop. He, he's raising the turn. Yeah. All right. So hell on the turn. It is a scary range that Magnus is He's raising the roof on the turn, Grant. Topical. Yeah. Um, Thanks. It's a scary range that Seostam is repping. Magnus obviously can't fold with bottom two anyway. It's also a thin range. I mean, let's take a moment. Let's pretend Seostrom. 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 I'm I'm just, I don't actually know how to pronounce it. It's okay. We're going with yours. That's fine. Seostrom. Because it's better than whatever I'm saying. You're adding an L and stuff. I don't know. Why, why are you adding an L? Seostrom. Um, let's pretend Seostrom is not a blank from Northern Blank. Yeah. But instead, um, a much more like tight, careful, scared player. And okay. he checks here. Sorry, sorry. And he check raises on the turn. What are you doing with bottom two? I'm not Do betting you, bottom two on the turn, first of all. Ah, interesting, because to you, it's like one pair, effectively, right? It's the same thing. Yeah, and I don't. If, if he's a super tight, scared right. player, he's going to fold his weak aces to the turn bet. Yes. So I don't want to bet anyway. I agree. Um, okay, fair enough. 
So if he's not super scared, let's say he's he's super scared. Well, you can't be scared and sticky. You can't be both, can you? That's you can, the problem. Well, you can be. You can be like in a in a movie with Freddy Krueger, and then some honey gets spilled on you. Huh. Or I mean, there's another way you get sticky in a Freddy Krueger movie. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it be. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> um. Okay, so if he's okay, so if he's tight, you're not betting at all. Fair enough. Um, let's say he's tight, and like you bet, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is the tight guy. This was a bad bet." You read before he's done anything, but you did bet. You bet 22k on the turn. Let's just say that happened. We're yeah. here, and then he check raises you. Are you folding or are you calling? There's players I can think of that I would fold against. Yeah, me too. But we're in Norway, man. Right. You can't fold against Norwegians. Okay. We aren't beating any value already, though. Is that correct? Oh, maybe Jack Six. We're saying Jack Six. No, no we're, we're not, losing to Jack yeah. Six. Yeah, so we're losing to all value. Yes. Okay, just making sure. It's not great when you're already losing to all value. And there aren't very many draws on this board either. Like seven, eight is the only obvious. Seven, eight of hearts, seven, nine uh, of hearts. Yeah. Three, four of hearts. Yep. Four, seven of hearts. All of these things are possible. Those are possible. That's true. That's not very many combos, though. That's like five combos you just named, right? Uh, four combos. Um, I'm wondering. If we're mostly losing money by if we if we call here against against people in an eleven hundred dollar buy-in event, obviously not against Jake Schindler. We have to call against Jake Schindler if we bet, right? Not if he's running the RTA. Oh, if also if Al, if Ollie like can see our car yeah. our hand and then like text to Jake Schindler what we have, that's right. bad too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we just worked in some topical stuff. That's yeah, great. Nailed it. <laughs> the kids love that. Mm-hmm. Put us on TikTok. So uh, so I'm wondering. So I'm just saying like. When we can see the hands, it feels very obvious. Well, of course we call. But in some ways, this is just like betting ace-queen. Five-six is essentially the same value as ace-queen. Yeah. If you were to bet ace-queen on the turn and then get check-raised against a, f- a particular p- swath or demographic of player, you just have to fold because you're always beat. Yeah. Right? Um, and then there's another group of people who you're mostly beat by. Yeah. And then there's the whole rest of the, the group who's got all their draws and everything. You kind of have to hold on at least for this street. Right. You have to know a lot about a player to fold to them, I think. Mm-hmm. You're like against an unknown player that you're just making a bunch of assumptions based on the clothes they're wearing yeah. or how they look or something, you're just going to be losing money by folding a hand this good. I I don't know if that's true, but I I like that I like the idea of that. Yeah. At least. Also the thing is this like we can call, we're in position, we can see what happens on the river, right? Yeah. Like they may give up a lot on the river. So like that's another reason to call here, right? We're not necessarily ha- we're not auto calling a river bet here by calling the turn bet. They may check a lot. Yeah. Also, they may also the bad players sometimes overvalue a hand like Ace Queen. Yep. Right. They're like, oh, I have the best hand, blah, blah, blah. And then you call and then they don't know what to do on the river and they bet tiny or they, they don't know what they're doing. So we could also is that way, of course we have to call. We could also probably assume that these two have been playing together for at least a reasonable amount of time. And what we've seen so far in the hand is that Seostrom check called the flop with 10 8 off. Yeah. Magnus may recognize that <laughs> this is not one of those players that you should consider folding That's against. That's a really good point. Against a guy, if we know anything about him. Any of these details about him, of course, we're always calling the turn. And he does. Magnus yeah. calls. Good. And you better call a... A radiologist. Uh, radi- nah, that's too dark. Okay, a, uh, a radio... A player. zoologist. A radio man. You better call a zoologist because you're going to feel like a tiger mauled you after you leave nitro betting. That's pretty dark. Because of how great it was. <laughs> <laughs> you're a masochist the- in this scenario. <laughs> Yeah, it was great that the tiger mauled you. How great the tiger mauled you, or the, how great your experience on nitro betting, or both. 
All of it. All of it. All of it. It's all a majestic it. tiger, this Nitro betting. Not both. All of it. Even if you've been on Nitrogen Sports before, you got to re-sign up for Nitro betting. It's the new Nitrogen experience, man. It's a cleaner, better, sexier website. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get there's a little more, naked. There's more blood <laughs> via <will>. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> sticky. It's going to get a little sticky and... And what was the other word we were saying? Not just sticky. Scary and sticky. Scary and sticky. On Nitro Nitro Betting, they have have brackets for a bunch of events, not just March Madness. That's one of their new features. They have pick pools. They have a lot of cool stuff like that. They also, of course, have our monthly tournament, but you have to sign up using the link in the description or you don't get access. Jonathan, what are you laughing about? (laughs) Talking about Nitro. I was trying to decide if I should say the thing that was in my brain. I was like, I probably shouldn't say this. I probably shouldn't say this, but it was really funny. So then I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And that's what I was laughing about. Okay. So I'm I'm still on the fence. If you want to hear what he was going to say, sign up for Nitro Betting using the That's link. That's right, and then I will tell you. Yeah. Anyway, it is the website to be at. Use the link in the <laughs> description of this podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get your money in, get your money out. You're going to love it. Have a party. Sign up, though. If you listen to this, you got to sign up again. It's important. It's important. Do it. Do it. Yeah, even Do if you're it. already on Nitrogen Sports, this is an entirely new thing. It's where the tournament is migrating to. Yeah. So Do you got to sign up again. Just sign up for Christ. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Call your mother. We need you to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Pot's 159K. Yeah. Seostrom is drawing dead with Tennis Spades, Eight of Hearts. Magnus Carlsen has bottom two, five, six of clubs on the Ace of Diamonds, five of Hearts, six of Spades, Jack of Hearts board. Mm-hmm. The River is the Eight of Clubs. So Seostrom picks up an eight, but that's never, ever good. Disagree. It's good a little bit. If Magnus has exactly seven, eight? Seven, eight, or eight, nine. You think he's calling? Oh, he never has eight, nine. No. Seven, eight. We can beat seven, eight exactly, which there's not very many combos. There yeah. might be two combos. There might be, what, eight combos, yeah. depending on if Magnus is playing suited or unsuited on the button. Yeah, that, that's the one hand we can beat, though, right? Okay, but we probably shouldn't count on Magnus having that hand. Nope. So is, is it a good idea to bluff when we know we're likely behind here? Uh... It feels like Magnus has a hand relatively, in terms of his strength of his hand, relatively about where it is, right? He bet 22K, he called this check raise, a relatively small check raise. Like, a big ace is what it feels like. Yeah, although if Magnus is balancing at all, I'm not sure if he is, but I would guess when Magnus Carlsen endeavored to start playing poker, he would probably have started with the GTO stuff. Yeah, I think so. Uh, So I assume balance is part of his vocabulary when poker is concerned. Mm -hmm. So he might have some really, really big hands, too. It's possible. Okay. Um, well, maybe the first question, though, is uh, let's not worry about the really big hands because we're not going to get those to fold. Yeah. So can we get the big aces to fold is maybe the first question I want to ask. Like, if he is ace-king, is there an amount we can bet, which is reasonable, in the story that we're telling, that we can get it to throw, its, throw itself away? Throw itself away. <laughs> That's right. I want Magnus to watch as the ace-king does Ma- Magnus work. doesn't even have any agency in this situation. It's just the, the cards, <laughs> they grow legs, and they walk into the muck. Hey, man, that's chess, okay? What do you want from me? It's chess, is, chess is an odd game. Yep. Do you um, think they say that a lot in chess games, the way people always say, that's poker? You think they're like, that's chess? Yeah, think they say probably that? not, because there's no variance in chess. I mean, there's variance about like who you get in the uh, tournament bracket. Yes, that's true. Run. There's variance about like you know what you, how well you slept the night before and how well your mm-hmm. opponent slept the night before. If they're on drugs, <laughs> if they're out of their freaking mind. All right, but I'm saying. But I'm saying? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying about the variance. <laughs> You know? All right. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's been a long day. I'm losing my freaking mind over here, man. Out of your gourd, bro. Yeah. 
All right. Can you get Ace King to fold? Yeah. So if we bet, how big is the pot? It's uh, one hundred fifty nine thousand. If we bet one hundred and fifteen thousand, how much? How many? How often are we going to fold out the big aces of the world? If it's Jonathan Levy sitting there, yeah, not Magnus Carlson, yeah, are you folding a lot of the time? If I bet the turn and call the check raise, it's because I think this guy's pretty bluffy. So I guess I'm calling the river, right? Yeah, because I, I feel like the calling the check raise on the turn is a big inflection point for a hand like Ace King, where it's like, I assume I'm getting bombed on the river a lot. Yeah. So if I'm not going to call that bomb, I should probably fold right now and not put in the extra 30k. So I feel like you probably shouldn't bet 115k at me once I've called the check raise if I've decided to do that against you. Well, maybe Seostrom kind of agrees with you. Yeah. Because he does not bet 115k. He bets all of it. Wow. 367k. It's twice oh, the pot. Oh, it's so weird. It's more than twice the pot. It's so weird. Why did he bet so much? He wants Magnus to fold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the reason. It's, it's strange because the story is bizarro. Well, yeah. I mean, his range has shrunk up considerably now. Like, he does not have jack six anymore. No chance. No chance. Like, what's the worst hand he ever has for value? Ace jack. That's it. That's, that's the hand. Yeah. Um, it's ace jack, pocket fives. Pocket Can you even sixes. do it with ace jack though? I don't know. Because like if you if we think Magnus is super sticky, I guess. But why would but why would you why not bet two hundred thousand? Yeah, with ace jack, you're afraid. Or really, really, that's the that's the hand you bet a hundred thousand with or one hundred ten thousand with. Try and get called by ace king. It's like pocket fives, and you're hoping he has ace jack, and he's trapped in the hand. I don't know what else it could be. There's very little value here. I mean seven nine. Okay, seven, got there. Nine. Seven nine. So Seostrom could have seven nine of hearts, I guess. That would make sense. Yes. Seven nine of hearts exactly. Or four seven of hearts. Okay. To make a straight also. Okay. Seven nine four seven. Those two combos make sense. Would he bet this much? At least it's possible to, right? Because he could get called by a worse. Right, and a straight is a good hand to really overbet with because you don't block any of the really big yeah. hands that Magnus could have had all along. It's still really weird to suddenly go more than 2x pot when everything was so tiny up until now. Even the raise was... No, I could be wrong. I don't know anything about Seostrom, but I'm going to guess this is weighted towards bluffs when he sizes it like this. Yeah, me too. I mean, everything this guy's done has been like spewy and bluffy, right? Yeah. So, not a surprise. If Seostrom was actually sitting there with Ace Jack, I would really like to see how he sized it. I I would like to see how he sized it with a straight. I don't believe he'd do this with a straight very often either. Like, I know the very best players will. I know Michael Adamo will do this with a straight. Yeah. But that's one of the things that makes him one of the very best. Right. He actually is willing to do it. And by the way, he's balanced enough that a guy like Bono has to call him sometimes with, like, second pair. Yep. um, You know, when he bets 2x the pot. It's a really different game they're playing. So this just seems like a... I understand he's thinking, like, I'm afraid 110 won't get it done. I don't know why we have to bet 367. I think we should either give up. We can bet more than 110 and a lot less than 367, right, if we're not going to give up. I think 110 might be similarly effective to 367. Now, maybe mm, maybe, maybe if it maybe wasn't Magnus more. Carlsen, maybe if it was somebody else in this tournament, and this is like, you know, a big regional tournament in Norway, so a lot of these players, it might be a big buy-in for them. Mm, and right. so threatening their tournament life might have a, a very good effect, right? But this is Magnus Carlsen. He makes buku bucks from chess stuff. So, like, he doesn't care. Just merch. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't care about the money aspect of it. He may care about the fact that it's day two, and they put, like, time and effort into yeah. this, you know, and they yeah. just start all over again. Like, that part, people care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much he values that. He, he's a game player for a living. He knows he can just jump into any other game. It doesn't right. really matter. Um, 
let I feel like I don't know if 110 and 367 are the same, but I feel like I feel like two 150 160 pot size bet. Yeah. If you want to put a little more umph behind your 110, make it pot size. That still feels like at least we're telling a story that's possible. Yeah. Now we can have Ace Jack again, right? I don't think we can have worse than Ace Jack, but we can at least have Ace Jack if we make it 150 into 159 on the river. You think you can't even have Ace Jack when he goes all in? I think it's hard. Yeah. Maybe because again, to get called by right. Ace Six, Ace Five, I mean, that you don't really think is there. Like it's to get called by a super sticky ace king, it just feels like it's too much to ask. Yeah. But pot size, maybe, maybe those hands would consider calling now, right? I mean, ace six and ace five will call. They will not like it, but they will call. Ace king, it's it's a weird spot. That's isn't that what we're trying to do? Put ace king in a weird spot that's at least believable. I don't know. If you think three sixty seven is just going to work, I guess fine. But why not bet three hundred then? Why are we betting all of it? All right. So we don't like the sizing. No. But should it work? Should Magnus just... He's got bottom two here. Should he just throw it away? I don't know. I don't know. My first, incli- my first inclination is we called the turn. We obviously think this guy is spewy as hell, right? Yeah. That we bet and called the turn with this hand instead of checking back. Right. Um, the story is now bizarre. There are a few straights that come in. It's hard to believe he bet this much, bet this much with almost anything else. The combos feel very unlikely, although maybe it doesn't have to be just hearts that he check raises with. Could he ever just have... Four, seven of other things. Maybe you could have all of them. Yeah, maybe seven, nine of other things. I mean, that would, maybe. That would add 30 combos if you could really... That would help. Yeah. It's, it's not impossible, right? Yeah. That, that he might have that. So that adds some. But again, would he bet 367? If we're sitting there and we, we've never seen him do this kind of crazy pot size bet with big value, that makes me want to call... Pot lots. size bet? What are you talking about? It's a 2.3 Didn't pot. Did I say oversized bet? You said pot size. Oh. Well, someone go back and listen. No. I don't think I said... Pot size. I know I said crazy size. Bet. You said pot. Don't worry. Yeah, you you said that last time, and then you were wrong on the last time. This time this. I'm right. <laughs> there you go. I like the assertion and the confidence. Anyway, I don't like the size, but should Magnus call? We have better hands, but not that many better hands, right? We have ace jacks sometimes. If we're balancing it all, we have some sets. We have, we may have ace eight sometimes. Maybe not. I uh, think the story is too too crappy. I think we have to call. I hate this story. I think we're supposed to call because this is absurd, unless we know the guy is capable of doing this with, with real value. Yeah. And there are some guys who clearly are both tight, you know, tourists and the, and the top of the line players. But most people in between are never doing this for value with this, right? Remember no. the old days? We always said an overbet's always a bluff. Yeah, it used to be. Always. And then they finally turned it around. And Not Seostrom. And Magnus does ultimately call. Wait, was it an overbet was always a bluff or was it always value? It was always value. It was always value. Like, oh, interesting. Now it's always bluff. <laughs> so, but Magnus calls. How long does he take before he calls? It's not that long. I mean, he looks a little uncomfortable and maybe 30 seconds. So this, that, the fact that it's 30 seconds to me says like, oh, Seostrom is like an absolute maniac and, and Magnus is just like making sure that he really is doing this. Yeah. Because it's, it's his entire tournament after like spending all this time. Like he sells a lot of chips, right? He's only put in 70K and now he's being asked to put in 367 on the river. Yep. And there are a few hands that beat you now, but hearts didn't come in. That's nice, too. I think if hearts came in, this would be a lot more effective. Yes, I think we would have to fold if hearts came in, in fact. And it's not comfortable to call, but like... No. Really, who bets 2.3 times? You feel dumb when you call and they just turn over a monster. You know, they're like, set of sixes, and you're like, uh, sixes is tough to have. It's just kind of a reckless play from Seostrom for what seems like no reason. We also block the sets. 
That's a reason to call. Yes, it is. Like, there's only one combo of fives, one combo of sixes. He doesn't ever have jacks. He doesn't ever have aces, essentially. Right? No, and we block ace five and ace six also. Yep, we block ace jack also. We block everything. We don't block How do we block jack. ace jack? <laughs> we block ace jack. Five, six mind. blocks ace jack. In our mind, we block ace. <laughs> Emotionally, we block it. No, you're right. We don't block ace jack. But ace jack, I, I really question if ace jack would ever bet 367. It's, it's just a reckless play. Yeah. And, uh, and ace jack might have, have three bet preflop anyway. Well, Magnus will not marry you, Seostrom. Not after that play. <laughs> That's right. He's all mine. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave him so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.